Does not go in the podcast. And, uh, it's funny because you know the, the same. We need, we need a clean I, link. Put any other in the podcast. I was going to give you. I was going to give you a cold open that has right, absolutely go, nothing. All right. Tripping balls, folks. To, to, to make it a little cleaner, shall I just start the show with my abject apology? Do, do you think that'll work best? What, why do you need to apologise, Beza? Oh, I think this Tashel Tamer album is pretty bad. <laughs> Like, I know it's an EP, and that's sort of like it's saving grace in that it's shorter, I guess. I mean, it was, lo- uh, as we said the other week, it's longer than the Killer Kid album. Yeah. But, um, like, it was a joker all, all pick. Things, it was a joker pick. Yeah, I pick. know, but all the things that I like about her that I think make her interesting are completely, this is straight down the line R&B. Yeah, this is standard issue, triple J adjacent, breathy min- minor chord. Ooh, pop, really, like, isn't it? Wh- where's the where's the loops and the bleeps and the you know mashing mm. shit into each other? Like it's no. it, like I, I, if it's there, you've done an amazing job making that style of music sound like generic R and B. I'll give you that exactly. It's a little bit like your your mates uh, the hoods in that in that they've as they've got as they can afford better gear. Um, yeah, the sound becomes too clean and, and, and too too boring. Um, and it's it's competent. I mean, saying it's competent is unfair and it's damning with fake praise, but it's competent. Um, but one of the things that frustrated me about this is that this could be from anywhere. This has no fucking signpost yeah. or no indications that it's from, you know, literally the song's about New York, New York, which is the most fucking cliched, played out bullshit. Um, I mean, write one about do, do something more difficult. Write a song about Gladstone or something. You know, just try and yeah. make it. You know, fucking Dubbo. It's fucking no one's singing, writing songs about Dubbo. Um, yeah, yeah well, it's, 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 it's like just Paul, seems so Paul, fucking humorless. There's, there's no. It's there's like no, Paul Kelly, right? He, yeah. he wrote a song about Bradman, and that's the easy one. And he's like, well, okay, I'm a, I'm a better songwriter now. I'm going to write a song about Usman Khawaja, mm. and you're all going to love it. <laughs> it's when, he, when he has to I'm do just, one about Dirk Wellum, that I'll be impressed. <laughs> Uh, but the, it's so it's so generic and humorless and so obviously a pitch for for American popular success. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, it's it's not it's indistinguishable from the same product made anywhere in the world. It's like it's been parallel imported. Um, and even the even her bio is kind of it's got a mirror universe Andrew Stockdale it's, it's sort of the same kind of ludicrous self-promotion but without the typos or the kind of the Alan Partridge-ness so it's not it's nowhere near, near as fun it's clearly been run through many fucking rounds of PR um, no it's just and I suppose to be there are some decent three minute pop song ideas but the problem I have with them is that a lot of them have been dragged out to like seven minutes long it's like, yeah. why, why do we need, what do we need it, six even, or seven minutes out of a three minute idea? Even the boys were like, oh, this song's going on for a bit, isn't it? When yeah. I was playing this in the car. Um, yeah. But I just, I just felt disapp- like really let down by this yeah. album. I just thought, especially because it's an EP. Like, if you, if you bring it, like, I always think of, like, I really like that Sims EP because yeah. I thought, it was like I've got a bit of a I've got like a half idea. I'm just yeah. going to bang out an EP, and it might not be fully formed, 
but that's okay. It's an EP, right? I can it's fuck a, around and place to see park a bunch of ideas that aren't going to work on yeah. the next album or the last album. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas this, this just felt like, uh, yeah, like you said, like a pitch for a particular generic uh, American market, like a little bit like Hermitude had that. You know, it was almost like they got a couple of tracks into the clubs in Vegas, you know, those rooftop clubs in Vegas, mm. and they're like, right, we're doubling down on that style of, yep. of thing, which I at least can understand that because that's commercially viable, right? You could have a pretty decent career making music for those clubs, right? Because that's where there's a shitload of money in those places. But I just don't know what this is for. I really don't. Oh, I do, for making money. Yeah. I suppose to be properly inclusive and in, in 2023, we should note that auto-tune is just as fucking irritating from a they-them as it is from a generic R&B rap dude. So that's 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 true of equality, <laughs> when non-binary people can, can be just as fucking shit as American R&B dudes. Intercepted message. Intercepted message by OCs. Or these so- OCs, or whatever they, whatever they, they want to call themselves this week. As I listen to this album, it made me kind of realise that these guys are kind of like a Southern California King Gizzard in that every one of their albums is in a different genre from the last one, but their stuff kind of still sounds the same, if that makes any sense. I mean, the last album they did was like this gnarly, screamy, hardcore punk metal kind of album. And this um, this is not that. This is much more kind of... 80s post-punk influenced psych pop-ish stuff. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I, I found the music quite an interesting mess of sounds. <laughs> an interesting mess is actually a really good description of this album. Yeah, it's, it's sort of all over the shop and it's hard to get a handle on. Yeah, it's got a real seam of weirdness, a little bit like you know, Gurge and Mint Chicks and stuff like that. I actually think that you could take the instrumentals of this album and remix it into a really interesting sort of soundscape. Like there's a lot of there's a lot going on here that you could sort of if you're a, a Kruder and Dorfmeister style, you know, pull pull the bits out and, and reorganize them sort of artist you could do something with. The the vocal is pretty irredeemable for me though. I did not enjoy it at all. Uh, which is not unusual for me, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I just this, thought this, yep, this was a, a a bit like they they were obviously reaching for something, but I didn't enjoy what they were reaching for. So. Yeah, I mean they are they are a let's have a crack band, and they had a crack at this. I, I don't think they quite landed it. I mean, so it's likable most of the way through. It's got a bit of a limp end. Um, I'd say it's interesting without being brilliant, but um, I mean I'm glad to listen to it. But I'm I'm not going to give it too many more thoughts between now and the end of the year. Uh, but that's fine because they'll probably release another three albums between now and the end of the year, so that'll be fine. So I'm I'm fascinated to see what you thought of the Chemical Brothers album. Did you just feel like it was a slight continuation of what had come before, or did you enjoy it? Let me tell you the story of this new Chemical Brothers album. Mm-hmm. It sucks. The end. <laughs> okay, that that's it. This is the worst Chemical Brothers album since the last one. I oh, actually I think it was, it, I thought it was better than the last one. Nah, this is. I can see what they're doing, and it does have the feel of a. It's more fluid than the last album. It kind of, the last one kind of jumped yeah, about. It's, it's a much more coherent whole, isn't it? This feels like a fluid set. It's the problem is it's not a fluid that I'm into. You know, it might be like brake fluid or something. It sort of stinks. Yeah. Um, and it's there's a lot of discordant sample wine and bleep. 
Um, it's like using samples that even Skrillex would avoid. The Beck track feels like 80s New Wave, and it fucking sucks ass. Um, it's just so, it just felt so boring and uninspired. You said how how it was a um, it was sort of buzzless, and I, I kind of I feel like that that's also my reaction to it. There doesn't seem to have any buzz. There's no. I mean, I know it's not 1995 again, but there's no banger on this. There's nothing even close no. to a banger on this. There's nothing that, that leaps out. Of, you know, I mean, the weight is okay. Um, it's it's not a cover of the old the old song by the band. You know, take a load off Annie, or and or Fanny. I heard that uh, when years and years ago, um, Jimmy Barnes and the Bad Lubs did a cover of it. Might have been from yeah, yeah. movie soundtrack. Uh, but, do, you, do you want to know a little interesting thing about that song? What about it? At our high school uh, musical auditions, I sung that song to audition for one of the parts. That right. Was my... Did you sing Annie or Fanny? I'm pretty sure I sang Annie. See, this is the thing. They couldn't decide, the dudes from the Bad Loves or Jimmy Barnes, whether it was Annie or Fanny. So if you listen to that recording, they both do one or the other. Like, I think right. uh, the dudes from the Bad <laughs> and And I think Barnesy does Fanny. Because he's into that sort of stuff. So depending on who you're talking to, um, yeah. it's, it's he's taking a load off Annie and or Fanny. Um, but that's not this song is not a cover of that. Um, the weight is probably as close to a banger. I mean, as they have, it feels like I'm dreaming is vaguely interesting. But um, yeah, it just didn't. It was more more of a coherent set, but it wasn't. When you think back to the big beat dance shit that they've done in the past, it just kind of felt like a. Sad, depressed, sort of late Gen X version of it. This is where you tell me it's your album of the year. Oh no, definitely not. No, uh, uh, the one thing I really noticed watching them live is that they really reflect what's going on around them in um, in their music. Like the set that they did in Brisbane last time I saw them, which was like the Theresa May era, I guess. Um, was like really bleak. Like the, the 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 set was actually not super enjoyable in terms of like the, the the music was good and they played their bangers, but everything had this real sort of dark, weary undertone to it. And yeah. I sort of feel like this album's carried that on, but with a a, a real note of weariness to it. Like yeah. it, it just feels a little bit tired. Um, They're very just old. Not much jo- there's not much joy in this music, no, I don't think. there's no joy. And you think back to the the great stuff they did in the late 90s and, and early aughts, and mm. there was, I mean, it wasn't all fucking sunshine and lollipops, but there was a lot more joy and energy, and this does feel tired and grim. Um, it, it doesn't feel like you could put this on to go and have a big night. No, it feels it, like it, the, it, end of a, the end of a night that's gone badly. You know, it's a bit like the trip, yeah. the... the Evil universe version of, the, of that trip home from um, Crystal Method. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, I was happy to have new Chemical Brothers music, and I listened to it a couple of times this week. But yeah, I don't know whether this is, especially since there's some albums that I'm really anticipating coming up this year. I don't know whether this is going to going to make my top five. No, I wonder whether it'll get grandfathered in on Reputation. But yeah, it's just maybe. it's just so uninspired. Well, it's uh, it, not even on my long list, so well, I don't think so. In, it, we were talking about another album. Was it the PJ Harvey album that we kind of wondered whether it would have been a, like a cancelled soundtrack order? Because it was so yeah. of a tone and of a very different tone from what a normal stuff was. It was almost like it had been made made on spec for something. And, it, and I wonder, you know, a little bit like that for this because it's not 
I mean, it's still close enough to what they normally sound like. I mean, the, the song structures and the the way that they bring, you know, all the all the Chemical Brothers architecture of songwriting is there. The way they structure songs and the way they structure a set, we're all there. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't. You just don't want to fucking uh, hang out with them. Yeah, they're, they're like old old mates who constantly just talk about how their marriage is shit and how their job sucks. It's like I don't want to hang out with you. You suck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was a little bit disappointing. Uh, well, like we sort of know what one of the albums this week is going to be, don't we? What's that one, Beto? Well, what one of us is picking the Raw Blood album? I would I would imagine. Yeah, I think I think the Raw Blood album needs to go on on the list because uh, we need to see whether they've. Um, now that this is their self-produced album, we kind of need to see whether they're going down the Muse pathway, yeah, or whether they're you know whether they're actually going sort of like early Black Black Keys style of really you know, getting in control of their sound. I, I, I was reminded that um, their last album, which was a bit disco and a bit kind of stupid, was actually produced by Josh Homm of Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, and which I thought, is you not thought, what you would expect. You would have thought he would have done a better job on it, but I guess he didn't want them to sound too much like. You know, one of his bands. So uh, it will do raw blood. Um, what else have you got that you're interested in? Um, I was intrigued by a band called The Record Company, and the album is imaginatively titled The Fourth Album. I really hope it's not their fourth album because that would be- Of course it would be. Nah. Back um, to the Water Below is the name of the raw blood album, and it is about the same length as the- Tash Sultana EP. EP. It's 31 minutes long. Although, oh, hang on, there are multiple releases. I have to make sure we get the sweary one. Uh, yeah, so they're supposed to be a bluesy, early punk sort of sound. Let's see. We've we've had a few of those that have said, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're yeah. garage punk, and it's, no, it turns out we're fucking more like, indie more, fucking rock. They're more like um, some kind of shed. Yeah. Um, mm. So the record company, the name is vaguely familiar. The record company, so Men in Hats. They're an LA band. LA band. And they're relatively new, 2011. Yeah, I don't recognise any of their previous album covers. So they have an early songs and rarities, which is odd for a band that's- This is actually their fourth album, but- Yes, well, uh, but that's, well you and I did that. At, at least the, the, the first three albums weren't the first album, the second album, and the third album, so- well, fucking Led Zeppelin did this, so it's not good enough for yeah. them. You know, it's good enough for everyone else. So yeah. the record company are doing the they're, fourth they're, album. They're Grammy nominated, which worries me a oh, little bit. Oh, it's but, never um, a good sign. That probably means nah. they're a bit middle of the road. I wondered, I wondered whether they were rum. You know, they look a little bit country, like new country, but I guess they're not. It might have just been the look or just the fact that he was wearing a hat. Yeah. Um, all right, then. So that's what we have. We have the record company and we have Royal Blood. Uh, do either of us deserve the the Joker? Don't think so. I definitely don't. All right. I, um, I, I think I should suggest a, an album just to bring it back to the spiritual roots of this podcast. Um, yeah. A band called Coffin, C-O-F-F-I-N, which stands for Children of Finland Fighting in Norway. So that's <laughs> going to be some... Ludicrous fucking. So, so, so that's a, a light electronic album, I'm guessing. Yeah, so that's Scandinavian fucking rock. The only issue with it being Scandinavian rock is that they are from Sydney. Oh, and the cover, the cover is them jumping off the fucking freshwater ferry in Sydney Harbour, and the album's called Australia Stops. 
So I think think this is probably more likely to be Ratbag Australian than Ratbag Scandinavian. But um, Mm. they get lots of plays. Ratbag Australian cosplaying Ratbag Norwegian. Yes, but yes. Um, so it's probably just going to be a lot of shouting and dumb shit. But um, who, who was the? Who was? I the, just love the name. We, Children of Finland fighting in Norway, and they're from fucking Sydney. That's hilarious. Who was the? Um, didn't we do a a, a Scandinavian band this year that did like a desert rock? Like you know, sounded like they are from from the southern deserts of America. Yeah, well, that, a- that was there was a, there was a big thread of of that kind of Swedish rock of the. Orts that was influenced by desert rock. I mean, truck fighters were a, a really good desert rock band, and they were a they were from Sweden. Anyway, we have Coffin, the record company, and Raw Blood. Mm. There will be it's no good to auto-tune. Check, check your uh, local check guides. your artists because there was a, a a singer that used to sing with uh, like she's done some Next Men stuff, and she's sort of like one of those singers, uh, British singers that guests a lot on those sort of albums. And I thought she had. Oh yeah, a- I saw Cleo Soul's album was out because she's um, Sims's regular collaborator. Yeah, and I wondered whether and that was, was something. Alison Alison Russell was the name of the the artist mm. I was thinking of, but the Alison Russell that's that's doing that is not the Alison Russell yeah. that I was thinking of. So I'm glad I double checked that one because. Yeah, that looks like pretty generic R and B her her one. So. Well, the good thing about about Coffin is that they, their lead vocalist is their drummer, and I always like that. That's always a good look. Like going to see Spider Bite and see <laughs> Cram on the drums singing like hell. That's always funny. It's a little bit like the fullback being the captain, isn't it? Just yell from behind. All right, Doc. Well, let's hope this week was a little bit more exciting than last week, considering we've got another two of these ones. Well, this fortnight because we'll be we'll be back in two weeks. Um, because um, we've got, you know, fun to have and shit to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so People we'll be sitting with these for two weeks, as we did the last week. Uh, we'll be back on our regular weekly schedule uh, when the NBA starts starts heating up. I believe you've, you've got some um, you've got some coaching commitments coming up later next month, don't you? So we might we might yeah. have a few guest guest vocalists coming in and, and laying down a few bars. But we'll see how we go with that. And then I guess it'll be time to pick some pick some sides. I think, oh, well, for, for the NBA wins, Paul, I think we'll actually have to do that before you go off on your thingy because I think you're yeah. you're traditionally away for the first week of the NBA season because I think the last yeah. couple of years Adam has done the the, the massive the, overreactions the to three days of NBA um, episodes. So I think uh, I think we have to do the episode before that as well. But anyway, that schedule notes is what you tune into this podcast for, um, particularly schedule notes talking about the sports podcast. Um, this was Tripping Balls. We are Doc and Beza, and we will talk to you again in about two weeks. See ya. Still recording.
getting very frustrating. I thought the Kills album was out this week. And I thought I they can't. were. I thought they were. They weren't too far away. But I wonder if they were only going to do like an EP or something. Well, anyway. the singles there, and I had sure in my in my Wikipedia list one, I had it. I was like, oh, cool. That's not that far away. So yeah. Uh, and now I cannot find it at all. There are a couple of interesting albums in the back half of the year, though. Nicki Minaj, you know. I thought you said interesting. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. He did, didn't he? I think so. Didn't but, he um, die the other week? Yeah. Uh, uh, who was it that had a bluegrass album? Paul Kelly? Singer. No, no. Uh, it was... So I thought, oh, that's that's even too that's that's even taking the Joker a bit too far. Oh, Willie Nelson had a bluegrass album. We didn't like the last Holy Holy album, did we? It was too boring. I didn't like the first one, but that was like 2015. That was like one of the. F- yeah. That was. That was like that. That was first, yeah. That, yeah that was a long time. That was early. Um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy it that much. But I think your your other half liked it a lot. That's right. Yeah, Vanessa really liked that one. I think she played it into your top five for that year because she just kept banging it on repeat and it wormed its way into your head. Yeah, and I think I sort of grew into it a bit more. Yeah, because I don't. I think I don't remember. You, I don't remember you being a big fan of it at the time. But it was kind of a when we when we did the podcast. But yeah, got, trying to think back eight got, years. Um, got hostage situationed into it. Yes, you got Stockholm syndrome. You got mused. Ah, I'm glad that we didn't do Courtney Barnett. That's good. I mean, we, you, you know what a Courtney Barnett fucking album sounds yeah, like yeah. these days. It's a bit like a Beth's album. You know exactly what you're going to get. Um, it's fine. Is it? Is it a super group if you don't know any of the names of the bands that the super I've, group are made up I've of? I've often wondered about that. It's like the drummer from An- some obscure band, yeah. Angel Dust is an American rock super group formed in Bal- Baltimore made up of members of Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice. Yeah, I think I think I saw Angel Dust because I thought, oh, I wonder if they're fucking yeah, like a, Faith No More fans or whether they're just fans of, of smoking Angel Dust. Like, I, I, I have heard of Turnstile. I couldn't name a single song that they did. We did – I thought we did an album of theirs. Like, it was a pink cover and all the songs were in caps. It was decent. They're a hardcore band, so they do a lot of screaming. Yeah. Oh, maybe was, that's where I know them from. I might have had them at the Rev. I might have had Turnstile at the Rev. Yeah. If they're a hardcore band, that's yeah. maybe where I... Yeah. Music, 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 music. Over under on when J- Jason Kidd gets fired this season. What do you reckon? Halfway point? I'm... I don't know, man. I. That could work. And the experience with Curry is often that it works for a season yeah, short, or half a season. a short amount of time. I just feel sorry for Exum. Oh, well. But he might get a run. He, he might be their best offender. He is also, you know, apparently he has fixed his shot and he's shooting the fucking lights out. So, mm. I mean, that's Eurobasket, but, you know, it's not FIBA. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's um, if, if that is a skill that translates to the NBA, he's going to have a career again. Yeah. If, if, he's, if his body is, is, is okay. And he, he can his shot is, is okay. He is going to have the he's going to have a hell of a career in the NBA again. It might won't be as the number four pick kind of level, but he could certainly have a Joe Ingles career from here on in. 
Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. I was like, I wonder when we when we've got to start, uh, you know, um, you know, posting classic episodes yes. <laughs> in the weeks. Oh, we don't have any classic episodes. We tried that before. They all they all sound <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, that's right. That I can uh, overcome with cicadas or uh, just lean. What, yeah, the cock is so much better. I've been just lean into the idea that you know it's 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 fucking the off season and we're we're resting on back to backs. You know, just it's a very NBA yeah. thing to be doing. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's I think we're well beyond having to talk about. Um, Buddy Heels trade just because, possibilities just, just because we you know need to to have a recording schedule. No, we're not. We're not. You know. Proper NBA podcasts are going once every two weeks at the moment. So, you know, Vinnie Goodwill and fucking Dan Devine and Jake Fisher and fucking, you know, Jack, Jack Lowe is, you know, they're all, they'll dial back their fucking recording schedules when there's not enough stuff because people are going off on holiday. So, mm. I thought the Beck thing was um, interesting that the ringer snapped him up. Oh, is he, has he gone there? Mm. Well, he had to go somewhere. Yeah. And it does give them, like, the, the funny thing about their, NBA writing, which sort of gets forgotten that they still actually have a website where people write shit, but um, like they're uh, like they don't really do any game sort of stuff or no. reaction sort of stuff. All that goes to the podcast, and and sort of all their stuff is feature writing, like all their writing. Yeah, stuff like- it's it's more like a blog. It's more like yeah, it's more like um, it's more like Sports Illustrated, which much more like what what he what he yeah. came from. So they've got. You know they've got Mahoney and they've got Pina and like their their um uh their NBA coverage written NBA coverage is actually pretty fucking good <laughs> because it's there's not much of the um uh you know just not much of the 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 chaff that you know everyone else oh they still got Kevin O'Connor I guess fucking yeah. um. But um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a good thing because like he, you know, he won't have any pressure to go and write, you know, the the story of the moment. It'll be like, well, what do you want to write about, Howard? Just fucking, you know, go out there and find find some sort. And like, you know, his connections are pretty fucking good. He he'll probably write some banger stories for them. I think the and website's make- now just a loss leader for the podcast business, though, isn't it? Because I mean. The ringer was bought I think by it's Spotify. Literally, something so they've got something to an excuse to pay their podcasters, right? C- come and be a journalist here, but while you're yeah. here, you also have to do two podcasts a week. That's where they make their money. That's what yeah. Spotify want. Um, so maybe they won't be so, that well resourced to do the writing. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they lost their they lost their best NFL guy to um, uh, Kevin Clark. What, is that Kevin Clark? Yeah, they lost him to um, to ESPN. They actually lost him to. Um, Peyton Manning's want- production company. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder whether that's because he wants to do more TV stuff because that's something that they don't really have, right? Yeah, well, but the a- thing is, though, that ESPN will put you on TV if you don't work for them because they still have Pablo Torre, and he has yeah. essentially defected to Dan Libertad's company. Um, but, you know, he's still on, on, the, on the talking head shows like Around the Horn and PTI and stuff like that. And I saw... Um, Kevin Clark is now on, or was now on Around the Horn, and and he'd already been in sort of in rotation for that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I think his his breakout thing outside of NFL was probably Slow News Day. That was the thing that yeah, sort of that, got clipped and, and up. That's a lot. what I mean. Like that, I wonder whether the success of that, like a little bit like Conception, right? Mm. Like his video stuff got so good that they didn't re- like it. It sort of had a a natural ceiling, and he couldn't really go anywhere 
more with it because they don't have a TV outlet. You know, they're just they're an audio company. So. Yeah, but nobody has a TV outlet. I mean, that matters less and less every day. You know, because you know, mm. people are watching YouTube and they're watching they're watching stuff in app and everything. So um, I just think they yeah. just got sick of working for Bill Simmons because he's a flaw. <laughs> Possibly. I think didn't Concepcion and and Serrano write a TV show together? Yeah, it was supposed to be on Amazon, but it's on their free thing, and yeah, I didn't I didn't get it in Australia. So it, it sounds like a lot of that's been fucked up by the writer strike and the content companies being cunts. Yeah, well, yeah. it's going to be interesting because it looks like the cunts want to be more cuntish. Well, yeah, they, they um, just figure, you know, they've been used to being able to just cut the price of labour in every other industry and they can't see why they can't do it here. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm right. going to go. Thank you for that. I'll catch you later. See you, man.